glaring at the storefront windows displaying white satin wedding gowns trimmed in lace, Lisa Robbins cut the engine of her Ford Taurus. If she never had to look at another wedding gown as long as she lived, she'd be the happiest woman in the universe. Unfortunately, she had the horrendous task of returning her unused gown without a hassle. Or with a hassle. As long as she got rid of the full expanse of lace and satin, neatly stuffed in plastic, in the back seat of the car, and got her money back. The bridal occasion sign hanging prominently over the white brick building promised brides gowns that would turn them into royal princess lookalikes at their wedding of a lifetime. She rolled her eyes, then glanced back at the gown. With the sunlight bearing down on the car on the summery Texas day, heating the lipstick red interior to hotter than hot, she had to make a decision. And fast. Already, perspiration trickled between her breasts, covered in a pink floral spandex short-sleeved shirt. The backs of her knees grew sweaty, despite wearing denim shorts cut high on the leg. She hadn't worn the wedding dress. Not once! Well, to try it on, but that didn't count. It hadn't been altered, and that was the point. It wasn't her fault that Pembroke Hastings had proved to be a louse. More than a louse, a real rat. Well, more than that, a real jackass. She blew out her breath. What was worse was that everyone pinned the crisis on her. Cold feet. That's what her family claimed she had. Cold feet, her patootie. He was the reason for her leaving him standing at the altar while she was a no-show. She smiled with great satisfaction. If she could have been a fly on the wall of the chapel Saturday morning, she could hear her almost mother-in-law's high-pitched whine. I told you, Pembroke, you should have married higher class. And her almost father-in-law's response, an emphatic nod, like one of those dogs with the wiggly heads that bobbed up and down inside a vehicle when in motion. Her own mother would have fussed, complaining that Lisa was too unconventional for her own good. Her stepfather would have shaken his head, like he always did when she stepped out of line, and mutter under his breath, What next? Her Auntie May was sure to lecture her on the do's and don'ts of weddings. Mainly, you do show up for the wedding, and you don't skip out on one of Dallas's most eligible, and up until now, most confirmed and eligible bachelors. Then her stepsister, the vamp. Lisa's blood boiled at the thought of her. Lyndall Hamlock. After catching her naked and nearly upside down in Lisa's bed in the most awkward and compromising position, well, she didn't realize anyone could have sex in such a contorted fashion, but it was Pembroke's beet red face as he peeked between Lyndall's legs that frosted Lisa the most. She cursed under her breath, vowing revenge. But first, she had to get a refund for her wedding gown. She jerked her car door open, taking two deep breaths, she attempted to calm her rapid pulse 
and grabbed the bag filled with lace and satin. To think Pembroke had the gall to reschedule the wedding for the next Saturday, and to think everyone, including her family, planned to attend. Again! She shook her head. Even her boss, owner of Fox and Sons Auditing, was threatening her with mayhem. She should never have dated Pembroke, one of their biggest clients. He'd insisted, and her boss had said, go for it. No way was Lisa marrying that two-timing, no-good, son-of-a-gun Pembroke.